an epic matchup between your two favorite teams, and you're at the game getting the most from what it means to be here with American Express. You breeze through the card member entrance, stop by the lounge. Now it's almost tip-off, and everyone's already on their feet. This is going to be good. That's the powerful backing of American Express. See how to elevate your live sports experience at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. Eligible American Express card required. Benefits vary by card and by venue. Terms apply. Thanksgiving pandemic travel crush. The Super Bowl of super spreader events. And the rush isn't over yet. Then, Melania's White House Christmas party indoors. What kind of message is this sending? And can you believe this knucklehead? (gasps) And the new pandemic, porch pirate thievery. This dude is swiping so many packages, he can't carry them all. Wait till you see what happened to our package. Why'd you take our package? Plus... Last minute Thanksgiving shopping tips. How to get in and out and get everything you need while staying safe. Have a list, be organized, come in and get it. Then, the video everyone's talking about. The man who saved his dog from the gator's jaws. Here he is. You didn't even drop your cigar. Plus, turkey panic. I've never made a turkey before. How to make Thanksgiving dinner for first-timers. Thanksgiving dinner in under 30 minutes. Now, Inside Edition with Deborah Norville. Hello and thanks for joining us. I'm Mary Kelly in today for Deborah. The CDC may have told Americans to stay put this Thanksgiving, but millions still packed into the nation's airports, with the TSA saying they screen the highest number of travelers since the beginning of the pandemic. Les Trent begins our coast to coast coverage. Millions of Americans are on the move, traveling home for Thanksgiving despite all those warnings to stay home. Two million passengers boarded flights over the weekend, and that's just the start. The Thanksgiving holiday is traditionally the busiest travel season of the year. But the CDC is warning Americans not to fly anywhere this year to visit family. In fact, one health official said that Thanksgiving could turn out to be the Super Bowl of super spreader events. This was the scene at LAX amid the rush home for Thanksgiving. Here's Jim Murray. This is the Spirit Airlines terminal at Los Angeles International Airport. There's very little social distancing, and the entire terminal is packed with people traveling across the country for the Thanksgiving holiday in spite of the CDC advising them to stay home. New Jersey Governor Phil Murphy says Thanksgiving is the start of what may be the deadliest period of the pandemic. You got Thanksgiving, Advent, Hanukkah, Christmas, New Year's lined up all within five or six weeks, all in cold weather. We're pleading with people, please God, do the right thing. How you doing? How you doing? Murphy? How you doing? Such a Murphy was hassled by an angry woman as he ate out with his wife and children at a restaurant. Put your mask on. You know why I don't need a mask? Masks continue to be a divisive issue. Police in Massachusetts are looking for this guy who became enraged at two women not wearing a mask on a hike. I have COVID. I have been tested positive. And this man wearing Trump gear has been charged with assault. You are in my face and you don't have a mask. You need to back up. We'll go get tested. And um, yeah, we canceled our Thanksgiving, sadly. 
Protesters in Orange County, California, fed up with stricter lockdown measures, set their masks ablaze. And this wedding video is causing an uproar. 7,000 guests, yes, 7,000, attended a religious wedding in Brooklyn earlier this month. It was a blatant disregard of the law. It's illegal. In Texas, 15 members of one family came down with COVID after attending a birthday party. Now they've turned their anguish into a Thanksgiving PSA. Now I'm in the hospital and can't see my family. We feel guilty for gatherings. All of us think we're safe with family, and it's so easy to let our guard down with family. That's what my family did. Thankfully, everyone in the family is feeling better, but some are still experiencing lingering effects from the virus. Despite all the drama swirling around the election, the First Lady welcomed this year's Christmas tree to the White House today. But what's raising eyebrows is the fact that her office has been sending out invitations to holiday parties being held indoors. There she is, Melania Trump making her first public appearance in 12 days, overseeing the arrival of the White House Christmas tree today as the Marine Band played holiday music. The First Lady looked chic, wrapped up against the brisk weather in a black and white checked Balenciaga coat. Despite the election turmoil surrounding the president, Melania looked serene as she chatted with the guys who delivered the tree. Office is also sending out invitations to the traditional White House holiday parties. This one is set for November 30th, and there's a Hanukkah party on December 9th. Both will be held indoors. Trump's Surgeon General was grilled today on GMA about what some say is a double standard. Americans have been told that we can't even see our families for this holiday, and yet here's the White House planning to hold these holiday parties indoors. We want everyone to understand that these holiday celebrations can be super spreader events, so we want them to be smart and we want them to be as small as possible. The White House says all the food will be individually plated by chefs at plexiglass protected food stations. All past beverages will be covered. All service staff will wear masks and gloves. There was no sign of the president today. Once again, he has no public events on his schedule. Over the weekend, he was accused of goofing off, skipping much of a virtual G20 summit to play golf. But the White House says he was working and provided these photos to prove it. Meanwhile, one of President Trump's lawyers at that train wreck press conference last week is off the case. What we are really dealing with here and uncovering more by the day is the massive influence of communist money through Venezuela, Cuba, and likely China. Sidney Powell's wild theory that an international communist plot stole the election was, as one headline put it, too crazy even for the president. The Trump campaign today is distancing itself from Powell. She is not a member of the Trump legal team. She is also not a lawyer for the president. Washington Post reports the Trump campaign cut ties with Powell because she was seen as harming the president's broader legal efforts. The Friday after Thanksgiving is known as Black Friday, one of the busiest shopping days of the year. But because of COVID this year, for the first time ever, online shopping is expected to surpass in-store shopping. And with all those packages being delivered, it's led to a rise in pandemic porch pirates. 
As if we didn't have enough to worry about, now it's porch piracy. Just like the COVID-19 virus, thefts of packages left in buildings and front porch doorsteps is surging nationwide, a whopping 1.7 million packages a day. This guy is taking off with so many boxes, he struggles to get away. Then he stacks them on top of each other, picks them up, and off he goes. It's amazing to me how brazen somebody would be. Sharon Strauss caught this guy snatching packages right outside her door. The man walked up, saw the package, grabbed the package, and quickly kind of just tucked it in his back, threw a shirt over it, and just kept kind of walking off. So just how long would it take for a package like this to get stolen? To find out, we purchased a speaker, packed it in a box, slapped on a label, and left it on the front steps of a building in Brooklyn. All right, here comes the guy. So how long did it take? He's taking a look. Less than three minutes. Watch as he snatches the package and casually walks away. Excuse me, excuse me. Why'd you take our, why'd you take our package? The very next night, our package was stolen again. Watch as this guy swipes the package and carries it down the street. We followed him for two blocks. That's our package. Your package? Now we just watch you take that off the street. And it's not just porch pirates to worry about. Violent crime is also up in many cities across America. After years of murder rates dropping to historic lows, we're now experiencing another epidemic of homicides. Megan Alexander reports. After years of murder rates dropping to historic lows, the spike in 2020 is like nothing we've seen. In Boston, murder is up 52%. Philadelphia, 40%. Minneapolis, 85%. Los Angeles has racked up 300 homicides so far this year, a milestone last seen 11 years ago. In Chicago, 50 people were shot over the weekend. Look, there's just more guns on the street. There's less police activity, so you have more people carrying guns. So, I mean, guns are the predominant way people are dying. In New York City, a recent crime wave hitting the subway system is freaking out everyone. Last week, a man described by police as mentally ill shoved a 40-year-old woman onto the tracks just as a train was pulling into the station. Amazingly, she fell into the space between the tracks and survived. This subway rider in the blue jacket was pushed into the tracks but climbed out before the train came. Actor Alex Wiseman was sucker punched as he stepped off a subway train. Yeah, I have two fractures in my uh, orbital lobe. He's appeared on Chicago Fire as a paramedic. As the paramedics were taking care of me, I just kept telling them that I used to play a paramedic on Chicago Fire and Chicago Med and that it was the, my first time in a real ambulance. The heat is on embattled Mayor Bill de Blasio. This man who clambered atop of, an, of a city bus that was filled with riders and just unleashed a flamethrower. It's truly our escape from New York moment. The lunatics no. are running the asylum. Volunteers from the anti-crime Guardian Angels are now patrolling the subways on the lookout for mentally unbalanced people. Unfortunately, there's no vaccine for this new pandemic of crime. Authorities also say deadly hate crimes are the highest they've been since the FBI started keeping track of them in the early 90s. 
How far would you go to save your pet? This guy didn't think twice when an alligator clamped down on his beloved pooch. He literally wrestled the dog from the gator's jaws. Amber Cogliano spoke with the hero and just had to ask, how did he keep the cigar in his mouth the whole time? It's the video the whole country is talking about. A guy battling to save his puppy from the jaws of an alligator. You can see him trying to pry the gator's mouth open with his bare hands as the dog yelps. His cigar is clenched in his mouth. Now he and his wife are speaking to Inside Edition. Richard Wilbanks was walking his puppy named Gunner outside Fort Myers, Florida. When out of nowhere, the gator came out of the pond and attacked. It just shot out of the water like a missile and grabbed Gunner and was right back in the water with him. The 74-year-old retiree didn't hesitate to jump into the pond to save his puppy. Uh, it was just instinct and reaction. I didn't have time to think, which was probably a good thing. So, did Gunner make it? You bet he did. Look at him scamper away. He's a pretty cute thing, isn't he? And here's the three-month-old Cavalier King Charles Spaniel today. He came home. He was a little timid the first two or three days home, and but he's been fine ever since. <laughs> As the man versus gator battle was waged, you'll notice that Wilbanks didn't let go of the cigar. You didn't even drop your cigar. <laughs> well, that was the surprising thing when I saw the video that I, I guess my mouth just clamped down on it. The video was caught by a camera set up by two conservation groups, the Florida Wildlife Federation and the F-Stop Foundation. We've called it the Sharing the Landscape Project to elevate that idea of that we need to coexist and live alongside wildlife. Thanks to Wilbanks, that gator will have to look somewhere else for his lunch. I knew that he was a brave man because he married me, but he sure showed me a whole lot saving our puppy. Wow, oh, great reflexes there. By the way, the dog is now scared of water, and who can blame him? Next, last-minute Thanksgiving shopping tips. How to get in and out and get everything you need while staying safe. Have a list, be organized, come in and get it. Plus, turkey panic. I've never made a turkey before. How to make Thanksgiving dinner for first-timers. Thanksgiving dinner in under 30 minutes. Inside Edition with Deborah Norville will be right back. With Thanksgiving only three days away, you probably have done your shopping. But if COVID fears or just regular procrastination have caused you to put off getting your Turkey Day essentials, Stephen Fabian has some tips to help you deal with that last-minute rush. Even if you still haven't hit the supermarket for Thanksgiving supplies, no need to panic. I'm at Stu Leonard's supermarket in Norwalk, Connecticut, to help you strategize last-minute shopping for Thanksgiving. The goal here is to get in and out as quickly as possible to avoid any potential exposure to the COVID-19 virus. Making a list can help you big time, right? Yeah, same with Santa Claus. You know, make a list. Come in prepared. Because what we want to do is try to get you in and out of the store quickly. You want to also avoid peak shopping hours when the store is crowded and lines are long. What are the best times of day to come into your shopping? The best time to come is after 2 o'clock. Well, if the shelves will be full, don't worry about it's running out of anything. Another way to get in and out fast, prepared meals. Turkey, mashed potato, gravy, roasted vegetables, stuffing. 
boom, that's your whole Thanksgiving meal and it's 20 bucks. Right, and talk about in and out. Most stores have safety precautions, including signs on the floor that keep people socially distant. And you always want to wear your mask. If you don't want to deal with going out, you can get groceries delivered from online services like Instacart, Fresh Direct, or Shipped. The personal shoppers will look at your list, grab everything you need, and deliver it to your doorstep. A record number of Americans are turning to food banks for Thanksgiving, a sad sign of the times. This line snaked down the block and around the corner in the Bronx. For some, this is their first time going to a food bank. In Atlanta, 5,000 cars lined up for food donated by Tyler Perry. It was a similar scene in Los Angeles. 2,500 dinners given away Monday afternoon, where Snoop Dogg helped out. This whole event is all about love, giving back, and just being blessed and giving blessings out. So I think that that's what the world needs. And with lots of people not traveling home for Thanksgiving, millions are making turkeys for the first time. When we come back, we have tips on how to prevent turkey panic. With people adhering to CDC guidelines and not traveling home for Thanksgiving, an estimated 80 million Americans are cooking their own turkeys for the first time. But don't panic. We have a celebrity chef on hand to help. Mom, Mina Lee DePasquale, and her family usually spend Thanksgiving with loved ones in Ohio. But this year, they're staying home on Long Island, New York. This year, obviously, because of COVID, my brother has MS, so we're just being extra cautious and careful. And, you know, we're going to do a Zoom Thanksgiving instead, and so I have to cook for my family. Celebrity chef Rocco Despirito is here to give this first-timer a crash course in cooking a turkey. It can be as simple as this. He says don't overthink it. Place the bird in a roasting pan and simply season it with salt, pepper, olive oil, and rosemary. Then put it in the oven at 300 degrees. The turkey's going to be ready in a few hours. It's usually... 20 minutes per pound, that's the rule of thumb. Uh, but I take it out when it's ready. Chef Rocco says don't rely on the pop-up timer. When the pop-up timer pops, your bird is overcooked. You should actually take out a bird around 150 degrees. These are set to pop at 165. When the breast meat is 165, it is dry as a bone. Now onto a crowd favorite, stuffing. So you can use any bread you want. You can season it with anything you want. The only thing I really recommend is that you cook it outside of the bird. First, combine butter and olive oil in a hot pan. Add chopped onions, celery, and carrots. Meanwhile, cut your loaf of bread into cubes, then place them in the pan and let it cook. Lastly, add turkey stock and poultry seasoning. Poultry seasoning is that sort of savory flavor. Yeah, sage is usually a big part of it, bay leaf, that kind of thing. Rocco says if you're following COVID guidelines and having a small gathering, consider going with a nice turkey breast instead of the full bird. I have two halves here. This is roughly four pounds. Should be more than enough uh, for a family your size. Season with salt and pepper and place inside a pot with turkey stock heated up to 165 degrees. So you leave it there We're leave to it cook s- the whole yeah, time. Exactly. Just 45 minutes later, it looks perfect. it's ready for the Thanksgiving table. And to see the full recipe for Rocco's Thanksgiving dinner, just come to our website, InsideEdition.com. And up next, Hungry Hungry Ostriches. Finally today, you may want to close your windows.
This guy is feeding ostriches out of his car window. Oh. <laughs> Pretty soon, chaos erupts. I think you're being a little aggressive right now. Yeah, come on. Someone needs to tell these birds, do not bite the hand that feeds you. Yikes, and that's Inside Edition for today. I'm Mary Calvi in for Deborah Norville. We'll see you next time. Hey, Prime members, you can listen to Inside Edition ad-free on Amazon Music. Download the Amazon Music app today. Or you can listen ad-free with Wondery Plus in Apple Podcasts. Before you go, tell us about yourself by completing a short survey at wondery.com survey. Stephen Colbert here to tell you about The Late Show Pod Show, which is our podcast. I'm here with my producer, Becca. Becca, what can people expect on the podcast? The extended moments, for sure. Where can people get that? On The Late Show Pod Show with Stephen Colbert, wherever you get your podcasts. I use the internet. I'm Mo Rocca, and I'm excited to announce season four of my podcast, Mobituaries. I've got a whole new bunch of stories to share with you about the most fascinating people and things who are no longer with us. From famous figures who died on the very same day to the things I wish would die, like buffets. Listen to Mobituaries with Mo Rocca on the iHeartRadio app or wherever you get your podcasts.